Hello and welcome to the Rome Run League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rome. In today's episode, I'll be going through my newest mock draft. Since we're less than a month away from the draft, I will now be doing weekly mock drafts from here on out. Another trade this week between the Eagles and Saints shook up the first round yet again. You can check out my article on Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton for Hogshaven this week, out now. He'd be a steal for the Commanders at pick 11. You can also hear me on the Bram Weinstein Show today, this Thursday, at 3.45 p.m. Having said all that, let's get to the... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mock draft. So the Jaguars obviously are on the clock for the second straight year first overall. I have them going with Ed Rusher, Aiden Hudson from Michigan. Uh, it's kind of been that way the last couple weeks ever since they made all those moves in free agency for the offensive line. And when they signed Sheriff and... Um, yeah. Yeah, franchise tag, excuse me, franchise tag Cam Robinson. Um, so yes, Aiden Hutchinson will be a really good pick um, for the Jaguars to pair with a Josh Allen. Um, they did pick Caleb on Chase on a couple weeks ago, um, but I think obviously he has not progressed as much as they'd like to, but he always also be a very good third rusher for them as well. So pairing him with Hutchinson and Josh Allen be a really nice, uh, formidable one-two punch in the AFC South. And number two, the Detroit Lions taking edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Um, he's a guy that really his talent warrants this pick. He's been sliding a little bit due to some off-field concerns. Apparently, has a really big love for uh, journalism and broadcasts, and you know people want to see what he. That cliche of like, oh, they don't. If they're not spending football on their mind 24 hours a day, then they must not love it, which is not the case. Other people have interests no different than a normal you know, citizen walk down the street. And they don't love work or think about work 24 hours a day. They think about other things as well. So I don't think it's, it shouldn't hurt him too much. His talent's there. Um, he's probably the most naturally gifted edge rusher in this class. Um, but Hutchinson has more of a motor and more production uh, last year for Michigan. That's why he's going to go number one. But I have Thibodeau going number two from the Lions. They need edge rushing help. And they were had a big presence at his pro day. And number three are the Houston Texans taking edge rusher Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Um, the Texans obviously can go a lot of different ways here. They have a lot of needs to cross the board. But Walker's a guy that's risen up draft boards. He had a great combine um, at 272, ran a 4.6. So, um, you know, he's a guy that, you know, athleticism is not going to be a problem for him. Production wasn't always there, but that's because he was rushing from the inside and on the edge. I think they're going to keep him on the edge for Houston to be a really good piece for that Lovey Smith defense. Um, so Trayvon Walker will be a good pick for them. So three edge rushers in those first three picks. And number four are the Jets taking tackle. Iki Aquano from NC State, and he's a guy um, they can plug it at guard, tackle, um, wherever the Jets need him. He might take over from Makai Brechton because there's rumors they might move Makai to the right side. Um, he was a first-round pick just a few years ago for the Jets. Um, he's just been a little bit injury-prone, but Aquano is a guy that can help uh, block for Zach Wilson. And number five of the Giants taking tackle, Evan Neal from Alabama. Another guy with that position flex, can play tackle or guard. Um, Andrew Thomas did a really good job for them, for the most part, at left tackle last year. So I, I, I see them putting Evan Neal on that right side. Another guy that can help you know, protect Daniel Jones and let him develop as much as they can. It seems like they still have a lot of faith in him. And number six, I have the Panthers taking quarterback Kenny Pickett from Pitt. If I was them, I'm taking Malik Willis. He's the highest ceiling quarterback in this class. 
Um, he has potential to be a really, really good starter in this league. Um, but if it's up to Matt Rule, who has a relationship with Kenny Pickett going back to high school when he recruited in the Temple, I think he's going to want to pick Pickett. Um, he's a guy that can come in and win for him from day one. Rule needs wins. They've had a struggle those first two years for him in Carolina. He's in the hot seat. So if Pickett's a guy he really believes in, if Dave Tepper in the front office let Rule make that pick, I think Pickett would probably be top of the line, especially since they don't have a second or third round pick. If they want a quarterback, it's going to have to be right here. If not, maybe they'll trade down and try to get, you know, more you know value for like a left tackle or something like that um or even a quarterback later but i think pickett you know that's kind of a sweet spot right now pick six number seven of the giants taking cornerback ahmad sauce garter from cincinnati his shader is 6'3 200 pounds long lengthy corner ran a 4-4 at the combine um he's a guy that has a lot of physical skills didn't allow a touchdown his whole four-year career at cincinnati granted the competition wasn't you know as on par with every you know other power five conference he did have some you know big matchups um, throughout his four years, but not on a consistent basis. But, you know, not taking anything away from him, that's a very impressive stat. So Gardner's a guy that I think will come in and be their number one corner, especially since they're looking to uh, push Jerry Bradbury out the door there in New York. Number eight, I have Atlanta Falcons taking quarterback Malik Willis from Liberty. Kind of a homecoming for Malik. He's a Georgia guy. I mentioned him, obviously, for the sixth pick for the Panthers as well. But I think the Falcons will go upside play here. I think they'll be happy with playing Mariota for next year and letting Malik um, learn. Uh, maybe they can get more weapons for him in 2023. Kyle Pitts will you know, be another year in the league after that. Um, Calvin Ridley will be eligible for suspension, but he might be done with Atlanta regardless. Seemed like that relationship with Sarian even before the suspension. Uh, but maybe they get some receiver help this in the second and third rounds of this class, help a guy like Malik take off in 2023. Number nine of the Seattle Seahawks taking tackle Charles Cross, excuse me, Charles Cross from Mississippi State. He's a really good pass blocking tackle. He has a lot of experience of it at Mississippi State in that Mike Leach led offense. Um, and he's a guy that can come in and you know protect whoever's back there, whether it's Drew Locke or um, maybe they trade for a Baker Mayfield guy type like that. So but either way, Cross, they have a left tackle. They need a left tackle. Dwayne Brown's a free agent, and even if they bring him back, Dwayne Brown's you know late 30s, so he only has a few years left, if that. Um, and number ten, I have the Jets taking wide receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. I'm really high on Garrett. I think he's going to be the number one receiver in this league. I love the way he runs his routes. Um, he has a lot of shake at him on top of the routes. You know, sure throws off the defenders. Again, he's really, really aggressive at you know attacking the ball in the air. I mean, he sees ball. He that's, he thinks it's his ball, so he's going after it. Um, and he's a guy that's also really good after the catch for being that slight frame. He breaks a lot of tackles. So number 11, we have the Washington Commanders. Um, obviously, there's a lot of Commanders fans listening to this podcast. So um, for here, I'm going with safety Kyle Hammers from Notre Dame. Mentioned him briefly in my intro, and like I said, I have an article out on him now um, for Hogs Haven, breaking him down and why I think he'd be a really good fit for Washington 11. I think Kyle Hammond is the top five, top ten talent. He's a safety that could do a little bit of everything, single high, in the slot, in the box. He'd be perfect for the Buffalo nickel role for Washington right now. He can also play free safety for Bob McCain whenever they move on from Bobby. Bobby had you know a solid second half of the year last year, but obviously he's not you know a great, great player at safety. Um, but if they put Kyle at free safety, they could put Bob McGee in the slot if they want to play him in, in nickel just because he's, he was comfortable with that and when he was with the Miami Dolphins. But um, Kyle Hamilton could do it all. I mean, he, I, I love watching him play. Um, he has great, great ball skills. So he was a wide receiver in high school, and that shows. Um, and he would be a steal for Washington at 11. Um, I know, you know, this fan base is excited. Uh, tired of going for defense or defense last couple years in the draft but when a guy like that slips I think it's really really hard to pass up on him I think receiver is a very big need but I think they can get someone in the second round like a George Pickens type that you know would be a great pick for them as well or a Sky Moore from Western Mission who's a deep threat um, but either way 
if Kyle Hamilton's there, I really would consider taking him. I think he can be a stud from day one. He's going to make an impact from day one. He'd be the best safety this franchise has had um, since Sean Taylor. And again, I can't stress enough that he's not Sean Taylor. No one is. But um, I, I think he would be the most talented player in the secondary that this team has seen since then. Uh, some other guys I considered here is obviously, like I said, um, a receiver. Chris Olave. It seemed like this team is really, really interested in Ron Rivera specifically. I like Olave a lot. He asked me a couple weeks ago. I think 11 would have been too high for him. But at this point, um, I think it would be a good... I wouldn't mind picking him there. If they like him, that's their guy. I have no problem with it. He's a guy that's going to come in and be a great route runner from day one. I can see him getting 1,000 yards from day one because of that running ability. Um, so he's a guy that I think would be a really good pairing with Terry and Curtis Samuel. So no problem with that. Garrett Wilson's on the board. I mentioned him last pick. We a great pick. Drake Lennon from USC if they want a big target. Carson thrives at big targets, whether it's a guy like Alshon Jeffrey in Philly. Um, maybe London can play that role um, that he played. Um, so he would be another really good guy to consider. Um, you got linebacker Devin Lloyd. It seems like they're not really looking at middle linebacker anymore. Listen to John podcast, John Kimes podcast recently because they're you know more. They only played three linebackers and sixty five percent of snaps, sixty five snaps total all last year. Also, all, all courtesy of the John Kimes report podcast that I heard. Um, but either way, so maybe they're not looking for that right now. They seem Cole Holcomb can play the mic position as well as what they're looking at right now. So, and then lastly, corner will be Derek Stingley. I'm still very eyeing him. His pro his pro day was this Wednesday. He went four three seven. His tools are off the charts. I think he's going to be a great player. I know he hasn't played well these last two years. Not really played well. Hasn't played much, whether it be injury-related or sitting out from some of the COVID season. But his freshman year tape is unbelievable. I mean, he's a top three, top five pick if he came out after his freshman year, if he was eligible too. So um, he would be a great pick at 11 too. All right, so number 12, getting back with the mock draft. Minnesota, I haven't taken Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. That aforementioned Derek Stingley Jr., like I said, I'm very high on him. Um, I mentioned you know, some Charles Woodson, Champ Bailey vibes in him just because he can play while he – he could have played some wide receiver at LSU if they didn't have so many talent there. Um, but also guys like D. Hall with his ball skills. He reminds me of him. Guys like that. So Stingley's a guy that's just going to be a stud. As long as he can stay healthy, Minnesota would be a good pick for him. Because Patrick Peterson came back for another year. He'd be a really, really good mentor for him. You know, another LSU type of guy who was also a top top pick uh, back in the 2011 draft. Number 14, excuse me, number 13. I have the Texans taking wide receiver Drake Leonard from USC. And Drake Lennon's a guy that can give Davis Mills a really good big target to come in and pair with Brandon Cooks or be the number one target if Brandon Cooks is eventually traded. But Lennon has a lot of big upside. Reminds me of Mike Evans. Um, he's a jump ball, you know, aficionado. He'd be a good pick for Davis Mills in Houston. And number 14, the Baltimore Ravens taking Ed Rusher Johnson the second from FSU. They're trying to up, um, upgrade that edge position. They tried to sign, re-sign almost Matt Judon. Um, not Matt Judon, excuse me, Zadarius Smith. After he was cut loose by Green Bay, but that deal fell apart, he went to the Minnesota Vikings. So obviously they're still looking to uh, upgrade that position. Um, Wuwe, their first round pick last year from Penn State, had a nice rookie year, but pairing Jermaine Johnson with him would be a really nice pick. They see defensive player of the year for FSU. He can get, he's a guy that can get double digit sacks for them, maybe not in year one, uh, but I can still could see them him contributing, you know, five to eight sacks a year. Um, five to eight sacks in his rookie year for Baltimore. At 15, the Philadelphia Eagles taking linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah. Uh, he's a guy that is you know, sideline to sideline ability. His his uh, forty time was a really big disappointment at four seven, but it, the tape was fine. I mean, he looked. I mean, he, he was able to make every tackle that I saw. Um, his speed really wasn't of a problem. He's a former safety, um, so he, he can cover well as well. A very you know, cerebral player, so he'd be a good pick for Philly. And number sixteen, the Saints are on the clock here after the trade with uh, Philly this week. Um, I haven't taken wide receiver Chris Olave from Ohio State. Like I said, I mentioned him a little bit for the Washington pick. Great route runner. He's a guy that compared with another former Ohio State player, Mike Thomas. Give Jameson Winston a guy to look for um, on early downs. Crush situations because he's going to get open, especially in the intermediate areas. Number 17 of the Chargers taking tackle Trevor Penny from Northern Iowa. Big, nasty left tackle, uh, but he's going to play right tackle for um, 
the Chargers, considering Rashawn Slater was a great rookie year. Had a great rookie year for them last year. Penny is a guy that come in, will step in for Brian Malaga after he was released early this offseason and give someone that can, you know, keep Justin Herbert upright in the pocket. Number 18, the Eagles on the clock again. I'm taking cornerback Trent McDuffie from Washington. He's my third cornerback in this class. I like his position flex, play inside or outside. Good speed. Um, he's a guy that Philly can come in and, you know, pair with Darius Slay. Number 19, the Saints on the clock again now from the Eagles trade. They can go quarterback here. Obviously, there's a lot of things that are up in the air now for them. But I have them going with defense tackle Jordan Davis from Georgia. Um, a lot of upside talent here. He had a great combine. Um, big, big dude, 340 because they ran a 4-7 at the combine. Um, they, they have some good depth in the D-line, but they're all going to be free agents here in the next year or two. So getting a guy like Jordan Davis to rotate with him now and eventually be their you know star on the inside, I think would be a good pick for New Orleans. And number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers taking quarterback Matt Corral from Ole Miss. You know, they, can, they, they could use tackles. They could use corners. Um, so Pittsburgh can go a little different ways. I think they really like Malik Willis. But getting a guy like Matt Corral who can come in, compete with Trubisky, uh, maybe take over this year, later in the year, or definitely next year. Um, but he's a guy that has an you know, elastic arm almost. He reminds me of Taylor Heineke, but more talented, just the way he plays, the moxie plays, the way his teammates gravitate towards him. Definitely a better arm than Heineke. But um, he's a guy that I think Pittsburgh could be attracted to. 21 of the Patriots taking guard Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. They traded Shaq Mason earlier this offseason in Tampa Bay for a fifth-round pick. Shaq Mason's a Pro Bowl-level guard. They need someone to replace that production, and Kenyon Green can step in right away. Number 22 of the Packers taking wide receiver Jamison Williams from Alabama. Jamison Williams is right there with Gary Wilson for me as a top receiver before his tor- towards ACL. He can go higher than this. I wouldn't bat an eye because I think the talent's there. It's just he's coming off that injury. Um, he's a guy that probably won't play till October or November, so that might not help Aaron, obviously, from day one. But Williams is a guy that, like I said, has one of the higher upsides in this class, the receiver position, and can be a stud deep threat um, very, very quickly in the league. 23 of the Arizona Cardinals taking wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Um, they see Debo Samuels in that division 20 years. I mean, excuse me, twice a year. Um, and Samuels is a guy that obviously is a, you could put him everywhere, and he's one of the best playmakers in the league right now. And Burks, a lot of people liken him to that. I don't know if he's going to be on that level, um, but I think he's going to be a good receiver. You can give him the backfield. You can give him the ball into the backfield as well. He's a big, big dude at 6'2", 225, ran a 4'5 at the combine. Preparing him with DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore, they need some more help after losing A.J. Green in free agency. Um, so I think he'd be a nice pick for Kyler Murray to throw to. At number 24, the Dallas Cowboys seeing center Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. The Cowboys seem like they're going off at the line. They obviously had a lot of changeover this year, losing Connor Williams, Lyle Collins this year. Um, Linderbaum's going to be a you know plug-and-play starter at center. Um, I know they have Tyler Baez, Baezdez there as well. He, I mean, he's solid, but I mean Linderbaum, again, is a you know top-notch center prospect, so I can see the Cowboys going that route. At 25, the Buffalo Bills taking running back Brees Hall from Ohio, excuse me, Iowa State. Um, running back obviously is not a sexy first round pick anymore and maybe this is a little bit of reach for hall but um i could see them they're, they're trying to load up on offense and as, as rightly so i mean they have one of the best young quarterbacks in the nfl just best quarterbacks overall and josh allen but getting a guy like Brees hall to pair with the devin singletary a guy that can do a little bit of everything he's really good at the backfield really improved in that in his last year at iowa state and he's a great route runner, excuse me great runner, great um great runner obviously i love, love his vision um he's really good at adept at seeing cutbacks as well develop so i think hall will be a nice pick for buffalo 26th of tennessee titans taking guard zion johnson from boston college tennessee's had some changeover on that office line rider saffold was cut and later signed with the buffalo bills zion johnson i think has tremendous upside to be a center or a guard in this league so yeah you, you love that position flex and zion johnson's a guy that would just be a road grader for derrick henry 27 of the Tampa bay buccaneers taking de- defensive tackle Devontae wyatt from georgia this team is still not re-signed in Dominican Sue, and either way, he obviously is getting up there in age. But getting a guy like Devontae Wyatt to come in, even if they re-sign Sue, it would be a really good help for them. Um, he can you know, be a rotational piece right away in year one and then take over a starter full-time in year two. 
28, I have the Green Bay Packers taking Tyler Smith from Tulsa. He's a tackle, but he can also shift inside to play guard. And I think it's where he'll play for the Packers. Um, he's a guy that you, the Packers love position flex and obviously line like Edgerton Jenkins, who was a first round pick from a couple years ago. He's been a great pick for them. He's played left tackle, right tackle, guard, and center for them. And Tyler Smith can do um, something similar to that fashion. And a guy that will be a contributor for them and help open up lanes for AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. 29 of the Kansas City Chiefs taking wide receiver Christian Watts from North Dakota State. He's a guy that obviously I think a lot of people have heard of this this offseason leading up to the draft. Started at the Senior Bowl and then obviously continued at the Combine. Gives Patrick Mahomes a big target on the outside. Um, someone they could pair with uh, Marquez Vados, Scantling, and Juju Smith-Schuster and Nicole Hardman. That's a lot of speed in that group, minus Juju. Um, but, you know, getting a guy like Watson, he's going to have three basically track team players out there, and that's what Kansas City is used to, um, obviously. And just trying to replace a guy like Ty- Tyree Kill is not going to be easy. But getting a team of guys that can do that will be a big pick for them. 30 of the Kansas City Chiefs taking Ed Rusher David Ojabu from Michigan. This is a guy, like I said, could be a top 15 pick in previous podcasts if he didn't tear his Achilles at this pro day, which obviously just was horrible to see in a pro day setting like that. Uh, but he's a guy that's very talented. He's only really been playing football for the last five or six years. He didn't really play until high school, so his, his potential to get even better, obviously, is tremendous. Um, and he's going to obviously miss most of his rookie year, but the Chiefs can, you know, they have the talent to wait for him. Obviously, that's going to be a playoff team regardless. But getting Ojabu to come back for that playoff stretch runner in the playoffs would be really big for them to pair with Frank Clark. And 31 of the Bengals taking quarterback Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. Um, he's another good corner from Clemson. They've had a long run of them the last couple of years. Uh, the Bengals, you know, they could use some depth there. Cheeto Wuze was a really good pit signing for them last year. And so was Mike Hill from Pittsburgh. But he's you know, a true slot corner. But getting Booth on the outside to pair with um, Wuze would be a really nice pick for Cincinnati. They did a really good job fortifying the offensive line this offseason, which was obviously a tremendous, tremendous hole for them. Everyone saw that in the Super Bowl. They could be Super Bowl winners if they could protect the Joe Burrow this past year, um, especially in that last play when Jamar Chase was open. Um, that and, and then that end of the game, he was able to beat Jalen Ramsey, but he wasn't able to see it, and Aaron Donald obviously ended the game for the Rams. So that's why, um, obviously, I'm glad they were four to five offensive line, but I think you obviously use some secondary help as well, and Andrew Booth Jr. would be a really nice pick for the Bengals. Lastly, the 32nd pick, Detroit Lions. They had them taking Kayvon Thibodeau with the second pick of the draft. So I have them going quarterback here, Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati. He's a guy who's been gaining a lot of steam recently. To go into that first round range, he had a nice pro day, very smart cerebral player, a lot of experience, you know, over 40 starts at Cincinnati, a lot of, that's really good to see from a scout's perspective because you want to see as much talent in film as possible. You know, guys that have had a lot of college starts are the ones that usually succeed in the NFL or at least succeed quicker in the NFL. Guys like Trubisky and Dwayne Haskins who had, you know, 10 to 15 starts obviously did flamed out and didn't do that great. So getting a guy like Ritter who's had a lot of, um, you know, film to work with and a guy that can sit behind Jared Goff and learn from him and the Lions had a report of him at the Senior Bowl so Ritter could be a guy they look to to take the last pick of the first round well with that that will include this run around league episode three weeks away from the draft and still so many ways the teams can go even after these first few ways of free agency it'll be interesting to see what the Saints are eyeing after picking up that second first rounder hope you enjoyed this mock draft I'll have another one out next week you can check out my work on Hogshaven website Again, you can check me on the Bram Weinstein Show this Thursday at 345 Talking Draft. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanReleague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.